born to die that he might give eternal life that I might live Welcome to Yankee Arnold Ministries. Dr. Arnold will be with you in just a moment, but first, we want you to know how much we appreciate your prayers and financial support. You may help this radio ministry by donating online at yankeearnold.com or by mail at Yankee Arnold Ministries, 7028 West Waters Avenue, Suite 316, Tampa, Florida, 33634. Again, that's 7028 West Waters Avenue, Suite 316, Tampa, Florida, 33634. Feel free to send Dr. Arnold your questions or comments to yankee at yankeearnold.com, and he will respond as quickly as possible. Now, here is Dr. Arnold with today's message. This is Ralph Yankee Arnold, and I have just received a text from a good friend of mine, named Greg Steer that came out of our ministry in Colorado many years ago. He texted me and told me that he was on the Bill Bunkley show uh, right there in Tampa and wanted me to know it. So I listened to it and thought it was very good and thought I needed to put this, believe it or not, on our own radio broadcast. So hopefully it'll play in Tampa, and also it'll play out there in Denver, Colorado. We have many people in Colorado that listen to the broadcast on KLTT. So hopefully there will be some uh, people that might know Greg Steer also. So anyway, he has just written a book entitled Unlightly Fighter, uh, one that I believe that you will richly enjoy. Uh, tells a little bit about the youth ministry we had and some of the people that I had led to Christ many years ago. And so he has opportunities to preach the gospel now around the world. But I think you'll enjoy today's broadcast, so I want you to listen to it. And if you want to uh, order the book, I believe it'll be told on the program how you can order that book. And uh, it's one that I knew very well. Uh, he talks about a man named Jack Matthias. And Jack Matthias is a, a man that I led to Christ back in the 1970s. And all because he had two little girls, 11 and 12 years old, that came to ranch, uh, Tammy and Jackie. And, well, they trusted Christ as Savior and begged me to go talk to their dad. So after a little while, I finally consented and went to see Jack Matthias. Uh, he'll tell you the rest of the story. Welcome to today's broadcast. Sometimes on this journey, I get lost in my mistakes. It looks to me like weakness is a canvas for your strength. And my story isn't over, my story's just begun. And fail, you won't define me, because that's what my father does. Come on. They fail, you won't define me, because that's what my father does. Hey, Bill Bunkley here with the Bill Bunkley Show. That is a perfect segue into our next conversation. Absolutely perfect. All of you listening all across West Central Florida here on Salem Radio. You know, 
All of us have things that happened in our past, particularly in our childhood. Some of them have been extremely beneficial. Some of them have been extremely harmful. And then everything in between. And so today we want to talk about a brand new book. The book is entitled Unlikely Fighter. And we're going to find out exactly what's behind this, this name of this book. But we're going to talk about an individual who was exposed to violence unthinkable. My guest today is the author, Greg Steer, and he is a champion for unleashing this generation with the gospel of Jesus Christ. He's the founder of Dare to Share Ministries. He is driven to help the church activate Christian teenagers to reach their friends, something in desperate need today. Over the past three decades, Greg has trained millions of youth leaders and students how to relationally engage their world with the good news of Jesus. A much sought after speaker, Greg is a former pastor, church planner, youth leader, as well as the author of numerous books as he is joining us this afternoon. And Greg Steer, good to have you with us. Hey, glad to be on the program with you. Tell me a little bit about Unlikely Fighter. So the first thing I thought when I sort of heard the word and I began to uh, go through your book and read your book, uh, I'm thinking maybe somebody who doesn't want to fight, maybe in the schoolyard, but not to tell your story. So let's go ahead and bring your story in. What's the meaning behind the book? Well, you know, I I come from this very violent family. I come from a family full of, you know, bodybuilders and street thugs. And three of my uncles were competitive bodybuilders. The fourth one was a bouncer at the toughest bar in Denver. The fifth one was a Golden Gloves boxer, judo champion, war hero. My mom was the only girl in the group, and they were all afraid of her. I mean, uh, she used a baseball baseball bat. I saw her use it once on a guy's car and then on him Um, and um, destroyed his car. And then he got out to try to stop her, and she destroyed him. It was a guy she had married to it who had left us and uh, pulled up one day in a brand-new car and left in a junker. Um, and, you know, it just uh, I was raised in this crazy family that uh, was no stranger to violence. And one day, a, a hillbilly preacher nicknamed Yankee, for whatever reason, spoke with a southern drawl, but his nickname was Yankee, on a dare, uh, reached my toughest uncle, my Uncle Jack, with the gospel, and... Then my family began to fall like dominoes. But, you know, being raised in this violent family, I was not violent. I was a scared little kid, scared of my own family, scared of my neighbors. Uh, it was the highest. You know, every city's got a city uh, within the city, and uh, Denver does too. Lincoln, Nebraska does. Tampa does. I mean, every city's got a city within the city. And I was raised in the highest criminal area of Denver. And, uh, and I was terrified. And then... One by one, my family members started coming to Christ, and I saw the power of the gospel sweep through my family and then sweep through my life as a fatherless kid. You know, my mom was a partier. She met my biological father at a party. They partied. She got pregnant. He found out. He got transferred 2,000 miles away. She drove from Denver to Boston to abort me. She was going to have a legal abortion. It was before Roe v. Wade. And uh, she was staying with my Uncle Tommy and my Aunt Carol in Boston. They talked her out of it because they were believers. And uh, she came back and had me, but was full of shame. 
and kind of a shame-fueled rage that, you know, transferred to a baseball bat and to that dude's car and to many other people's heads. And um, But then I was able to, you know, come to Christ and eventually lead my mom to Christ. So the book is really about the gospel. I mean, the, the gospel changes everything, and there's nobody who is unreachable, um, nobody who's t- too far gone for the power of the gospel. And so this book just, you know, the 22 chapters, the first 21 happened before I turned 16. So it's really about being raised in his crime family. I mean, the Denver Mafia, the Smalldones, had a nickname for my uncles. They called them the Crazy Brothers. So when the Mafia thinks your family's dysfunctional, it's not good, right? No, no. Um, but the gospel, I mean, it's one one person tougher than any of my uncles. That's the Lord Jesus Christ. He, he'd mm. been them all. Mm. Now, Greg Steer, if you'll mind me to divert for just a second, I, I'm very curious about something. You yeah. mentioned a pastor with a southern accent by the name of Yankee. Would that happen to have been Yankee Arnold? Yes, it is Yankee Arnold, who <laughs> is now in Tampa, uh, Yankee, so you you're familiar. With Yankee is a fourth. Yankee Yankees. is a very good friend of ours, and his program comes on right after my program at six o'clock. <laughs> and uh, before COVID hit, uh, not too long ago, I uh, sp- uh, took my one of my trips uh, with folks to Israel, and uh, Yankee uh, was on one of my trips uh, and was planning to take his own trip. Very good friend. I don't want to divert from the book, but... Uh, oh, no, no. This uh, is... Yankee's a central character in the book. Yan- so Yankee, I'll tell you the story. Yankee uh, comes out to Colorado, uh, plants a church. It's really a youth ministry under the guise of a church, right? Mm-hmm. Um, has a guy go to his church named Bob Daly. Bob Daly um, was a believer, and he knew all my family, but he was too afraid to share the gospel with him. He's good friends with my uncles, raised with them. So he dares Yankee to go and tell my Uncle Jack about the gospel. My Uncle Jack had been, he looks like a beefed-up version of the Wolverine, big lamb chop sideburns, <laughs> in and out of jail his whole life, uh, once for choking two cops unconscious at the same time. Well, Jack's uh, kids, my, my cousins, Tammy and Jackie, had been going to Sunday school and youth group at Yankee's church, and they wanted him to tell their dad, Jack, about Christ. So he goes over. Goes up to Uncle Jack's door, knocks on his door. Jack comes to the door, no shirt on, tats everywhere. Two beer cans, one for drinking beer, one for spitting shoe. Dug like this. He goes, what do you want? He goes, I'm here on a dare from Bob Daly to tell you about Jesus. And by the way, <laughs> your two daughters who go to my Sunday school are the best kids ever. Well, that got him in. He explains the gospel to Yankee. Uh, Yankee explains the gospel to Jack using his wallet illustration. If you know if you know Yankee, you've seen the wallet illustration. Oh, oh, trust me, trust me. I got a story, but go ahead, go ahead. I'm just enjoying so, it. So he explained to my <laughs> Uncle Jack, my Uncle Jack never heard the gospel. He thought, I'm going to hell. I might as well have a good time going there. And uh, he understands for the first time Jesus died for sinners. He asked, uh, Yankee asked Jack, does that make sense? And he said, hell yeah. That was the sinner's prayer was, hell yeah. She trusted Christ, brought 250 people out to Yankee's church in one month, 
And then the domino effect began in my whole family. So I don't have to even make a case for this. If you know Yankee, you know everything I'm saying is true. Because a lot of people listening to the sound of your voice know Yankee. He's been on. Yeah. He's been sharing on our radio platform for many years. And uh, Greg, I got to tell you, I'm smiling because Yankee Arno is fearless. I don't care if your family was rough and tough. I don't care if your dad was head of the mafia in Denver. If God opened up the door for him to share the gospel, he'd take a shot and stand in for Jesus Christ. So, And I'll leave you with this, just so we can get back to your book. Uh, when we were in Israel, uh, we were on top of the Golan Heights, and, you know, Yankee is a witnessing machine. Yep. And uh, he went into the same uh, practice that you just mentioned with six very young Israeli army soldiers who were at their post guarding on the top of the Golan Heights. Uh, none of them were over 21, 22 years of age, all very Jewish. And he, in a very polite and in a way, he shared the gospel with these four Jewish Israeli Defense Forces officers. And they loved it, and they loved him. And I've been many places with him, and I just stand back when he gets, he knows what he's doing. He knows when God opens up the door. So I will tell you, anybody that had a rough family like your family, God put Yankee Arnold in your path because many others would say, well, I don't know if I want to do that. I mean, that's a mer- that, that is just an that, answer to the Lord. So what I do at Dare to Share, basically, is I, I everything that Yankee trained me in growing oh, up. Oh, my word, this is great. <laughs> I multiply it across the nation. We just did this last Saturday. We trained, uh, had 1,300 churches as a part of Dare to Share Live in a live simulcast, all their youth groups. 47 states, four different countries, simultaneously trained, equipped, and mobilized for the gospel. Uh, I call Yankee once a month and remind him I would not be doing what I'm doing today if it wasn't for you. Reaching my family and training me how to share the gospel. So Yankee Arnold is, you know, really the reason behind Dare to Share. I give give God the credit, but very directly underneath that Yankee, God used him to equip me to share the gospel, and I've been training others ever since he equipped me. Well, when you see, we talk to Yankee, tell him you were on the show. In fact, what we'll do is we're going to uh, email him uh, a copy of the show today or tomorrow morning so he'll be able to hear your interview. So, folks, let me set this back up. The book that I'm recommending this afternoon, it's called Unlikely Fighter. The author is Greg Steer, and it is about a family, uh, a very, when you talk about unlikely fighter, uh, this was probably, in human terms, we would judge it as an unlikely family to all come to Christ. It's a reminder that we should never worry about what we think about in the flesh because they were radically transformed by Jesus. And instead of fighting on the streets, they ended up fighting for the gospel. And um, and what I want to do is, uh, Greg, if you got a few moments, because we kind of got a little sidetracked, got to take a break in a couple minutes, but I'd like you to stay with me. we got another six minutes on, a, on the last segment to kind of pick it up here. So, so you had this radical transformation. You know, when you grow up, you, you live with it. Your brothers are rough and tough. Your moms, you know, doesn't think twice about taking out the baseball bat. You know, we, whatever we grow up in, we think that's normal until we get in a little bit older and find out it's not. How'd that transformation come with you as well as meeting Jesus? 
Well, you know, I mean, you're right. You're raised in that. Kids raised in, in violence in the inner city or wherever they're at. That's their point of reference. They think that's just normal life. And I begin to realize as I, as I grew up, that is not normal life. But God used all that stuff. So I didn't have a dad. But when I when I put my faith in Christ, I had a heavenly father. Um, a lot of, you know, I had a different kind of gang. They were my friends that I'd share the gospel with. You know, we'd go out sharing the gospel. Um, and at a different purpose. And it wasn't to get in fights. It was to fight Satan for the souls of fellow teenagers. And so... Um, I think every every teen is a king, a cause, and a crew. And Jesus is, has all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. He's the king. The cause is go and make disciples. The crew is our fellow disciples. And Jesus is in that crew. I'm with you always to the very end of the age. So I think the Great Commission gives teenagers everything they need, Christian teenagers everything they need. All right. They have purpose and mission. All right. We've got to take a break. That website is DARE, the number two, SHARE, daretoshare.org. DareToShare.org. Uh, Greg Steer is my guest and going to be with me for a few more moments after the break. I'm Bill Bunkley with The Bill Bunkley Show. Don't go away. you got to get the book, and maybe you need to book him for a conference. I'll be right back. Bill Bunkley here with a beautiful name, the name of Jesus. We just like to say the name of Jesus. And today I am still astonished because uh, it turns out that we are talking to one of Ralph Yankee Arnold's spiritual family. And I'm talking about our guest today is Greg Steer. He's with us because he's author of the book of Unlikely Fighter. He also represents his ministry, Dare to Share. And by the way, especially with many of you struggling with the youth today, even your youth that's in church and in in areas that uh, they're still struggling with the intrusions of the Internet, go to the website, daretoshare.org, daretoshare.org. That's what we're talking about today, really. And also also the possibility of possibly having um, Greg into your church. So, Greg, let's bring you back in here. So. The emotional part of your growing up, we all have emotional things. I remember about emotional things from my past. You've actually, and then this, this, I'll tell you what, what a transformation of the fighting family becomes the gospel sharing family, remarkably saved through a servant by the name of Ralph Yankee Arnold that was just obedient. And so now today, as you're reaching out to kids, and you remember your childhood, it's those emotions and reacting to that. That is what's given you the expertise by the Lord for this ministry, isn't it? Yeah. You know, the pain, our pain becomes a portal to God's grace uh, for so many. And so, you know, as painful as it was growing up, and actually it was painful writing this book, Unlikely Fighter, because yes. I've never, I mean, obviously never written a memoir before. You, when you write a memoir, you have to get in a time machine. And take the reader back with you to see what you saw, to feel what you felt, to to smell what you smelled. And it, I found I'm not a crier, and when I do cry, I'm an ugly crier. Well, I was ugly crying my way through this book, mm-hmm. and um, it was you know, but it was a, it, tears of joy at the end because I really re-experienced the, the power of the gospel and how really traumatic uh, my upbringing was, but how transformational the gospel is. And so I encourage people to get this book for for two reasons. One, to encourage yourself uh, in the power of the gospel and and to be faithful as a witness. But it's also a book where the gospel is all the way through it. You can get another book for an unbeliever 
I, I literally just came from a uh, diner on the south side of Denver where I was meeting with a donor to our ministry and met Sandy, and you could tell she had a pretty traumatized past. Her sister's got cancer. Well, I prayed for her and went out to my car and got a copy of Unlikely Fighter, and I wrote a note in it to her, and you should have seen the look on her face. Mm. I said, would you please read this? And I put my number, I go, you know, any prayer requests, any questions, and the donor's going to follow up with her because he goes there all the time to eat. Uh, so pray for Sandy, but it's a great book to give away to family, friends. Christmas, as it comes up, uh, every dollar, every dime goes back into the ministry to reach more kids. I don't take any of it. Uh, it's all to mobilize a generation for the gospel, because I got that passion from Yankee Arnold, who <laughs> who literally had a church of 300, but a youth ministry of 800. Oh, yeah. uh, he believed teenagers came to Christ quicker and spread the gospel faster. He still does believe that. And um, he's almost 80 years old, but still yeah. passionate about the power of the gospel potential of teens. So I wrote Unlikely Fighter. Um, and I would have never written that book if it wasn't for Yankee Arnold reaching my whole family and then training me how to share the gospel. Yeah. Way back when it was Youth Ranch, and uh, yep. that was a Christian big, big youth, youth uh, thing here. And, uh, how yeah, it all started in South Florida. I That's mean, right. Was, We're right uh, here in Tampa as well, so we know about that. So let me ask this last question. It's something that you, you, you prompted me about in preparing. You think about the fact that this book, on one hand, you're going to share about unthinkable violence. And then it winds up to where someone who feels like there's no hope, then it's unbelievable hope. Let me let that be our last question. We've just got about two minutes left. Yeah, I mean, God's greatest light comes against the darkest of backgrounds. You see it with the Apostle Paul on his way to Damascus to when he was Saul to terrorized Christians. He's knocked off his donkey and saved, and that's what happened to my, my family. I mean, tremendous violence transferred to tremendous hope so that God can get the maximum glory. So nobody's beyond the reach of God. And in another sense, we're all unlikely fighters. God chooses the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. So I think this book is going to encourage everybody not just to be faithful sharing the gospel, but also uh, to understand the power of the gospel in their own lives, that God chooses to use them to shine the light of Christ to those around them. Hmm. There is no doubt that Greg Steer is an unlikely fighter for Christ. And there's no doubt that there has been uh, one of those historic transformations in the life of this family. And so, if it's not your family, you know a family. Pick up your copy of Unlikely Fighter. The author is Greg Steer. And then I want you to go check out his ministry. That is Dare to Share Ministries. Uh, excuse me, Dare to Share.org. Dare to Share.org. And I want to tell you what, to be under Yankees teaching, and now these kids through that ministry of Dare to Share. God's working a mighty, mighty, mighty thing. And with that, we got to go, Greg Steer. Hey, thanks for being with us, and can't wait to see Yankee. Thanks for the opportunity. God bless you, my friend. We'll be right back. Amazing love, amazing grace. That Christ alone would take my place. Is it possible to trust Christ as my Savior without making Him Lord of my life? Is it true that if Christ is not Lord of all, He is not Lord at all? Pastor Yankee Arnold has prepared just the right book with answers straight from the Bible. 
The book is called Gospel Driven Man, and Pastor Yankee wants to send it to you free of charge. Simply write to Pastor Yankee at Yankee Arnold Ministries, 7028 West Waters Avenue, Suite 316, Tampa, Florida, 33634, and request the book. Or write by email at yankee at yankeearnold.com. That's yankee at yankeearnold.com. Jesus is coming, so keep looking up. Thanks for listening to today's broadcast. We pray that today's message was a blessing to you and your family. You may help support this radio ministry by donating online at yankeearnold.com or by mail at Yankee Arnold Ministries, 7028 West Waters Avenue, Suite 316, Tampa, Florida, 33634. Friend, one day it will happen. The trumpet will sound and we will be changed caught up to meet the Lord in the air. So live today and every day, believing that the Lord is coming soon, and just keep looking up. Amazing grace amazes me.